When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi! Headbangers, Bull Delight, Judas Priest. Got to tell you, you know, in Mexico, where I've spent a lot of time, Diego, I got to tell you, your countrymen can't get enough Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, Wasp, you name it. They got the throwback shirts. They go to the concerts. They get weirded out like Americans, like Europeans do. And notice, notice how he loves it. Notice how Diego loves it. <laughs> Let me clarify. He is a legal immigrant. That's what we encourage, right, Andrew Giuliani? Yes, yes. Legal immigration to America. And, in fact, he didn't mention, though, though when we said the American dream, the mall, that's right in Secaucus there next to MetLife Stadium, that's where they're dropping off illegals now. I wonder what Diego would have done if, in fact, the first steps he took legally in America was at MetLife Stadium outside in the middle of tailgating. If he had and to then watch he has the American Dream Mall across the street. If you had to watch the Giants or Jets this year, everybody might go back. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's how we solve it. You have to sit down and watch our football teams play, and then you'll you'll gladly leave. Well, so far, uh, Jersey has not had the same kind of pro-Hamas demonstrations, except in Patterson, which is really where the largest Arab-American population lives, both Christian and Muslim, especially in South Patterson. Uh, but New York City is the place that everybody wants to come, because they know if you have a demonstration in New York, demonstration de jour, you get all the attention. And the drumbeat was on for days. You know, the Hamas nutniks are going to interfere with the dropping of the ball in Times Square. And they met early on on uh, Sunday uh, at Columbus Circle. Uh, they rallied there. They then walked over to, uh, to Fifth Avenue, walked down in front of Trump Tower, where there were a number of uh, pro-Trump people. Uh, they didn't tangle with them, but obviously they were casting aspersions verbally at one another. <laughs> they began to continue to roll down. They thought they could find the seam in the police uh, barricades who had hermetically sealed up Times Square where the ball would drop and the performance would take place before the ball dropping. So they ended up in Herald Square, mm -hmm. as uh, James Flippin had reported to us, and also at Grand Central. If we can, could we have our news guy on, James Flippin, to give us the results of uh, how many arrests were made uh, yesterday of the Hamas nutniks parading all over the city. 
We're actually still awaiting word on that. I contacted the police department, and the lieutenant that I spoke to says he's going to have to get back to me. Wait, wait. They set off smoke bombs in Macy's, right? Correct. I have video of that on social media, as a matter of fact. Did anybody get arrested for that? As of now, I'm waiting word on the only thing I saw. I I saw for sure some people reporting last night that I couldn't tell if it was 7th Avenue, 8th Avenue, something like that. I saw there were some people being walked down the street in handcuffs last night, at least one guy. So I'm waiting word officially from the New York City Police Department. How do you know that guy wasn't going to an S&M sex club uh, uh, (laughs) gathering to welcome in the new year, and already the dominatrix had handcuffed him and was leading him in the direction of the dungeon? Well, that's an interesting theory, but I think the police department (laughs) would have something to say about how effective, how accurate that costume was, if in fact... It All right, was. so we have That's a perfect they answer, set James, off smoke bombs in Macy's. This is almost like years ago when the FALN, the Puerto Rican terrorist organization that wanted a free Puerto Rico, set off um, fire bombs in Macy's. You know, mm-hmm. they hid them in the apparel that was on, like, the suits, the suit jacket. You know, like Bobby Menendez had gold bars. Yeah. How the, long ago was this? Oh, this is uh, in the middle of their continued revolution against America in the 70s. Right. Uh, then, uh, you know, they blew up Francis Tavern. Uh, they had Willie Nohans Morales, who was the bomb maker, who made one bomb they blew up in his uh, face. And uh, he lost his hands, but somehow he was able to escape, believe it or not, down sheets from the Bellevue uh, prison there as they were treating him. They smuggled him off to Mexico City. And then next stop is Havana, Cuba, where to this day, Willie Nohans uh, Morales, Drives around in like a 57 Chevy with his knees. His knees are what guides the (laughs) steering wheel. And he's got the hottest Cubana females next to him because he is considered the ultimate American revolutionary along with the cop killer, Joanne Chesimard, who was their most cherished asylum seeker there. Really? And, And so they actually went into Macy's. And I know this. I mean, they ended up setting off the smoke bombs. In the or the flares in, and they put it in the actual like mannequins. Yeah, and it yeah. set off fires. That was F A L N. And now apparently we have an update. Uh, there was smoke bombs set off in Macy's by the Hamas supporters. Apparently, James Flippin has an update on Ooh. how many arrests were made last night by the NYPD. Yes, I did just get a call back from DCPI from the NYPD, and. Well, let's see. Do you guys want to guess how many people were arrested? Well, we had that one in handcuffs that you said, so I'm going to guess two. I'm going to uh, say zero. All right. Interesting. So, in other words, we've got like an over-under right at one, I yes. guess. Very good. Yeah. Oh, using a <laughs> pro that? football analogy, you degenerate it's gambler. <laughs> it's, good. it's good. That's an average. It's what, good what are you, Mr. FanDuel? Well, uh, if it was that over-under, it would be a push. Because it was one, one arrest. It's the one that you saw on social media. One it's arrest. One, huh? And so I asked the officer, I said, I saw on, on you know Twitter some guy being led away in handcuffs. And the lieutenant said, yeah, it would appear that's the person because it was for a noise complaint. For a noise complaint. A noise but, complaint. Wait, wait. But no arrest for the smoke bombs No, I, I said, what about down at Macy's? Because we saw where there was people setting off smoke bombs. Apparently nothing okay, for Macy's. So, what the hell wait. is going on here? Wait, wait. So we have the smoke bombs in Macy's, no arrest. 30 blocked uh, Grand Central again after the ball dropped. Uh, They put their bodies in the way, not uh, permitting people to go catch their Metro North trains home to Westchester, Connecticut, upstate New York, 
They didn't get arrested. So there's a rule of thumb. When you demonstrate in New York City and the NYPD has to follow you, trail you, try to stop you from committing acts of violence, orders from headquarters are, based on the um, uh, the uh, consent decree that Eric Adams recently signed that had to do with the uh, protests in the summer of 2020, the George Floyd uh, protests of Black Lives Matter, which is now big, large mansions, he agreed to give the demonstrators money, both Antifa and Black Lives Matter. He, be, he agreed to restrict the police from kettling in any of the demonstrators, which is just really forcing them into an area where they would be behind barricades. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore. Eric Adams signed that consent decree. And ever since then, you hear of almost nobody getting arrested. And they can they can they can walk all throughout the city all day long. It's a parade without a permit. Nobody gets arrested. We see uh, they did a good job yesterday of basically kettling in all of the viewers of the dropping of the ball because all those people that were behind police barricades, you do realize, Andrew, that's kettling. Yeah. That's, that's forcing exactly right. you into a spot. Yeah, that's that's if it. You wanted to leave to go to a bathroom, tough noogies, you don't get back. You yeah. better wear your depends. Yeah. That's okay to kettle visitors who want to watch the ball drop because that's the way you maintain order. Of course, of course. And by the way, that was your father who started that process before with uh, David Dinkins and before that with Ed Koch. Gangs would just roam through the crowds that were watching the ball drop. I would bring in the guardian angels. It'd be all out fights, disputes. Rudy gets in and says, no. That ain't happening any longer. You're restricted in terms of your movement. If you want to come in and be peaceful, you stay in your cattle pens. Mm -hmm. If not, then get the hell out of Times Square. But if you're a demonstrator, pro-Hamas demonstrator, you are almost um, an untouchable. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm looking at this right now, and you could see the red smoke bombs going off in Macy's. uh, Probably about 30 to 40 different uh, protesters. I mean, at this point, they're kind of rioters, right? If you're doing that in Macy's in a department store, all these people should be arrested. They're now on private property doing all no, this. So think of so it. It's cra- I mean, this is beyond nuts to me. This now, is crazy. Let me, let me explain well, to you, Andrew, because you've never had the opportunity uh, that I've had yeah. to go into Macy's, which has the largest jail cell capacity in all of Manhattan, more than Midtown South, which really? is down the block. Okay. So they've had to grab shoplifters and uh, uh, pickpockets yeah. for years, jostlers. They've had all their pictures up on the wall. Mm-hmm. They would grab them, they'd put them in a cell, and then the cops from Midtown South would come over and process them for arrest. At night when they closed the store, because it's an old store, you know, America's largest department store, there are all these nooks and crannies so people would hide they're thinking when the store detectives, that's where they used to call them, would lock up, that they could roam, and then the moment the doors were open, boom, bolt out the door. Mm-hmm. But they would release Doberman pinches on every floor. So the Dobies <laughs> would smell you, and then they would contain you into an area, and you would you couldn't you would, wait for the you house wouldn't detective. Want to de- yeah, you would not want to deal with the Dobermans. Right, so that means also Macy's did not demand that charges be levied against people from the pro-Hamas group that set off smoke bombs, that it's a very dangerous thing to do. Of course. Fire hazards. So we have Macy's refusing to press charges, the NYPD refusing to make arrests, 
And all of that comes from City Hall. Yeah, and Curtis, but this is what ultimately is preventing these rioters from going in and marching through department stores, marching on their streets right now. I mean, not only is it, as you've said, a way for them to socialize, to come together, to do all that stuff in their crazy, you know, fetish way in which they do that. But it's also they look and say, you know what, if we get lucky, maybe we'll get a payout like Black Lives Matter ended up getting it. So it's not even just that they're saying, hey, look, if if we go over the line here, we could get arrested. This could be against our record. They're looking and saying there's only positives to this. We're not going to get arrested. There's going to be no consequences. And who knows? Maybe Santa will drop a little ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars in our in our thing and if the me, NYPD me does arrest this, us. It's uh, nuts, Curtis. Diego, get the attention of our news guy, James Flippin. Mm. Let me clarify this, James Flippin. Okay. You saw a guy being led away in the crowd in uh, handcuffs. I say it was probably a guy who was in the company of a dominatrix and they were going to uh you know, like the anvil or some uh, some cave somewhere so that uh, they can practice S&M, which if you're okay with it, you're not a victim of an assault or an attack. You're a willing participant. I say it was probably that. You claim it was someone got arrested on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day making noise. Everybody's making noise on New Year's Eve and New Year's uh, Day. Yeah, no, I mean, again, what what the police department is telling me is that after the pro-Palestinian demonstrations unfolded last night, there was one person arrested, and that was for a noise complaint. Maybe my resolution is going to be changed, or I'm going to add a new resolution, which is not to talk about S&M with Curtis Sliwa for that's the rest of 2024. I, yeah. What do we think about I that like dominatrix? That. Well, remember, <laughs> what do we think about that's that? That's a part of New York City culture, right? <laughs> isn't that isn't that what <laughs> attracts you? Resolutions, you isn't know? that yeah, Eric Adams what attracts people to the nightlife? You know, the dungeon, the anvil. <laughs> oh my God! Anyway, I'm going to give you an update on nightlife uh, in the next hour. But up next. Who does it better? The Port Authority Police. They did it the first time when they locked up 29 who had a car caravan to block everyone trying to leave JFK days ago on the Van Wick. They had the Van Wick cleaned up in a half hour. All the cars were towed away and uh, impounded. And now they've they've promised again they're going to shut down JFK. All the Hamas supporters, pro-Hamas people said... You're coming back to JFK today, later in the day. Guess what? Another car caravan. I'm going to give you the details up next. And just remember, the Port Authority cops do it better because they don't have the mayor restricting them right here on WABC. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. 
Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. No, not at this time in the morning. War pigs? Oh, of course. Oh, Zeppelin. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. What it's, kind of music is that? No, it's okay. Led oh Zeppelin. Oh, my God, you guys. He's getting carried away here, Diego. Well, He's getting then, carried away. How's AC in D.C.? Well, now we got J.C. We're doing a lot better right and now. John Tatsimatidis okay. in the house. <laughs> now, now, I just had Robbie, uh, in the, an Uber driver, Robbie from India, originally, but he, in, he's an American citizen. Yeah. Uh, just dropped me off. And, uh, no, there's not much traffic out there, but... Uh, New York is New York. That's it. Well, it's... the last time I saw you, you were having your driver kidnap me and force me to go home for a few hours. And you get needed some at least sleep. two hours sleep. <laughs> yeah. I did. I got two got hours. Two. You got how many, John? I got about four hours. And the young Huckleberry here, Andrew, slept through the ball drop and probably got eight hours of sleep. No, eight hours of sleep. I got four and a half hours of sleep. I was back up by 4 a.m. to come see your beautiful face. Curtis, you know, come on. I couldn't I couldn't sleep knowing that you were going to be out here at 6 a.m. So again. So Robbie, the Uber driver, is debriefing me <laughs> yes. on who should we vote for. <laughs> I said, well, I think uh, President Biden has not done the right thing. And, and uh, I am really, I, I, I cannot consciously vote for him. What did Robbie end up thinking? What's Robbie's opinions on this? Or did, was he, he was just, debriefing me. Oh, he was debriefing you. He was asking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, 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 I will tell you, he's smart. I said to him, I said to him, oh, he's from India. Very yeah. smart people in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said to him, look, uh, uh, Trump is probably not a perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. But under President Trump, we had no wars. Uh, I said, uh, he's a little bit certain ways. But the dictators, Putin, North Korea, were afraid of him. Yeah, they didn't dare. They didn't dare do anything. They were afraid. There was peace in the world. Yeah. There was peace in the world for four years. Now, you know, uh, in India, I spent some time there, the world's largest democracy, where if you go through any town squares, any little villages, there are always people from different parties campaigning, giving speeches. They love their politics. Now, sometimes they'll settle it with bats and sticks and crowbars, but they are politically involved. So when they make the transition to America, wherever they're coming from, India, north or south, 
They've already been inculcated into a democracy. You know, the responsibility to go out and vote. The responsibility, they have obviously the parliamentarian form of government and they have their prime minister, but they really do believe in voting. And that's another big voting block here that the Republicans have to go after the South, what they call them the Southeast Asians, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, uh, you know, some Hindus, some Muslims, but they're also right to become Republicans because many of them, they end up buying homes, they have businesses, they have equity, and they think about how it is that they can have a better quality of life. Curtis, you mentioned right there exactly why, you know, so many Indian Americans should be really Republicans, right? I mean, a lot are very, you know, strong business people, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of very good, strong American values, family values. But going back, why ultimately have most uh, people who have in- emigrated from India, why were they Democrats for the most part? What's the reasoning behind this? Because I think in- I know, initially but- the Democrats were more friendly to them. They said, we're a party that embraces you. Look at the Republicans. They're all white. They're all wealthy. They're not going to give you an equal opportunity, which is all specious, all mm-hmm. nonsense. But remember, if they get to them first and they fill their heads with propaganda, it takes them a while to learn that they need to be free agents and they need to be available to hear all the messages well, and then make I, the I right decision. I grew for up them. on 135th Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Republican? They wore bow ties, white shoes, and white socks. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and um, they didn't care about you. That was the general attitude in those neighborhoods. Right. Okay? And, uh, you know, and I ran as a, a, you know, you know, everybody in this room ran for something. Yes. <laughs> when I ran for mayor, my, when my turn was, I ran for mayor, I ran uh, like your dad did uh, as a Republican uh, liberal because I, I was a Democrat for a while. I yep. mean, uh, I really, uh, uh, I, I loved, uh, like a lot of other people, love, I loved Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, I, you know, and. And people in Staten Island would say to me, why liberal? I said, because I want to help the kids of the inner city. I want to help the inner city poor. I want to help the inner city, uh, our vets. And, and, and you know, you, you got to have a heart. And the Republicans traditionally uh, are known as people that have no heart. Yeah. Hey. That must, I mean, really have just been the media, though, kind of pushing that off on Republicans in so many ways. No, right? no, you don't no, think so? no, but I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, I, I have gray hair. I'm older than both of you guys. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, Curtis is trying to catch up. Uh, but, uh, uh, I, I mean, where you grew up, uh, Curtis. Yes. What was what was the attitude towards Republicans? Blue collar, working class Democrats. My father, merchant seaman. My mother, dental technician. My dad schooled me on the fact that the Republicans only took care of the rich. They only care about the rich, and they hate Catholics. That's that's, that's what it is. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, um, and we got you got to transition. Transition. Yeah. You know, you got to have a heart. You know, and, and people have to have a heart. Well, haven't we seen, though, over the last couple of decades that uh, it's really changed, right? If you look at a kind of the party of the working class now, it's the Republican Party at this point. You want to talk about the party of the elites? That really is the Democratic Party at this point. I mean, the tables really have turned in the modern age. Well, you know? when I was growing up, yeah. uh, the Democratic Party was uh, uh, was the party of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Yes. 
They, exactly they, they right. hated black people, mm-hmm. okay, especially in the South. And remember, they were anti-civil rights. It wasn't until Lyndon Johnson took over for JFK that they signed into law the civil rights legislation. Before that, they filibustered it. Yeah, and it was that- the Republican. There was a guy from Illinois, Dirksen, the yeah. senator, Dirksen and other pushed. Republicans uh, who pushed it, Scranton in Pennsylvania, Romney up in Michigan. They were all pro-civil rights. But it was the Democrats who were intensely against civil rights legislation until they realized that the fulcrum had, had passed, had changed. Then, obviously, the assassination of Martin Luther King uh, Jr., JFK that preceded it, RFK, it just pushed everything in the direction where now all of a sudden Lyndon Johnson, who had been the biggest segregationist in Texas, became Mr. Civil Rights. Yeah, and even with Lyndon Johnson making this kind of uh, push along with Dirksen, like you said, Dirksen really made the push. Lyndon Johnson just saw the writing on the wall. There were still more Democrats that voted against the Civil Rights Bill than Republicans. I think a lot of times yeah, that gets yeah, lost. But, in but listen, it just things have to sort themselves out, and uh, it's up sometimes to the leadership of the party uh, of which way the party is perceived. And yeah. uh, I don't know. Curtis? Well, well, it's always bread and butter issues. You know, the bottom line, you've been through enough election cycles. You certainly, Andrew, have been through enough election cycles. When all is said and done, an average American who's not a political apparatchik like we are will sit down at the kitchen table with their family and they figure out what's the budget that they have to live under, unlike government, which always spends money that they don't have. And they'll say, you know, when Trump was president... We had more money in our pocket. Yeah. Biden president, we have less money in our pocket. And all the other issues are important. Yeah. But it's always those bread and butter issues. Absolutely. And and your quality of life, right? Do you feel safer? Do you not? And I think a lot of New Yorkers and a lot of Americans are saying, man, they've really gone down the tubes the last three years. Well, especially right now. Uh, The Democratic Party, a lot of the Democratic Party, they're lying to people. Yeah. You know, people tell you, oh, uh, there's less arrests, but it, it, but they, what they're doing is skewing it. What do I mean by skewing it? Oh, there's less arrests. But when I challenge some of them and I say to them, there's less arrests because the police are not arresting, because because the, the 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 criminals end up going home before the police are still making up uh, police reports, yeah. and they downgrade. So, they, for they, instance, they, they 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 do not tell the truth. A lot of them. I don't want to say all of them. A lot of them. I mean, uh, uh, Governor David Patterson, a good friend of ours, one of our uh, hosts, I, I think he, he tries to tell the truth on almost everything. I think he's a clean, you know, straight arrow. But I, the bottom line is the police are making arrests, and then when they bring it into the precinct, a burglary becomes a petty larceny. They always take a felony. They knock it down to a misdemeanor, maybe a violation. So it looks like crime is actually falling. I haven't heard one person in New York City who lives, or who has a business here, or raises a family here say, oh, I feel so much safer in New York City now. Yeah. Well, Nobody right says now, that. With, with, with all the taxes and creating new taxes like the congestion tax, the congestion pricing is a tax. Well, let's uh, up next, since uh, you've arrived to join us, John Katsimatidis, as you did all last week in substitution of Sid Rosenberg, who will be back with us tomorrow, Sid and Friends. 
Uh, I want to throw by you the new initiative of Democrats and Republicans in Albany to put together a blue ribbon commission that will cost millions of dollars to figure out why people are leaving New York State. Oh, my God. (laughs) Both sides want money. So that they could impanel a commission in Albany Piss- to study this. Is that what you call pissing away money? Absolutely. 100%. And it's not just Democrats. It's fellow Republicans right here on your place to be WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Can we play this song any longer? The purpose of a man is to love a woman. The purpose of a woman is to love a man. Can we play, can we play that think, any longer? I don't think they played in Harvard. <laughs> I don't think we would play most places in New York City, to be honest. It's crazy how nuts we've got. I don't know if this would make the uh, more progressive playlist any longer. But this is probably not what they're singing during the uh, pro-Hamas rallies, is it? I hate to... Uh, Bring in the new year with very disturbing news in New York State. But, John, we got another way that our state legislature, both Democrats and Republicans, have figured out a way to to waste our money. They are putting together an out-migration commission. It will have 13 members, Democrats, Republicans, appointed by the governor, to study statewide why people are packing their bags and leaving in record numbers uh, and how much is the budget for this commission? Well, I'm gonna. This is the small print. It doesn't print. say what it is, but my guess is you're probably looking at over a million dollars for this commission. So the Democratic leader of this commission is the Assemblyman Santa Barbara, who is uh, from upstate, and the Republican leader is State Senator Tedesco from upstate. And they're looking to get funding for the commission in this year's budget. Why why don't you tell them to turn on this radio station (laughs) and in 10 minutes they'll find out why people are moving out of New York City, New York State. I mean, 10 minutes. And by the way, there have been a series of polls, John. We had the Marist poll. We had the Quinnipiac College poll. We've had poll after poll that have indicated the top five reasons that people have decided that they can't live here any longer, but they want to waste more of our money. They, I, I have a terrible expression that I use once in a while. Yeah. You know why? They are sucking our blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they keep sucking our blood, and it's an old Italian, old Italian, old Greek expression where they, if they keep sucking your blood, eventually you're going to die. Yeah. And right now... They're they're taxing the taxes. I mean, congestion pricing. I mean, New York is suffering. Manhattan is suffering. A lot of empty stores, a lot of uh, 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 and they want to charge us more. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. Safety factor. If, if, If people are not walking around feeling safe. People are the, the crazy people walk around and just stab people for the sake of stabbing them, and they don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the one guy that went to jail, 
stabbed his uh, former his his inmate along with him. Yeah, an no, inmate who had been up on a murder charge previously. So yeah. they put two guys in the cell. And the one crazy guy stabbed the other guy who had murdered somebody, and it just chaos ensues on Riker's Island. It is chaos. And look, John, you've highlighted so well, right? When the when the city's becoming less safe, so the quality of life is being infringed yeah. upon. When you have economic I, I, issues I like higher my, taxes. I wouldn't tell my kids to take subways. Yeah, you have higher taxes where it's going up and up and up and through the roof and more regulation, like Sucking you mentioned. Blood. Tucking your butt, like congestion pricing. And then on top of it, you look at, at your education that your kids might get here. And you Our know, education look, system is going downhill. A, a song like that that just played, a, ma- a purpose of a man is to love a woman and a woman is to love a man. That would be considered a, a massive, probably not a microaggression, a macroaggression these days in our school system in no, some wait, of wait, these wait. places. Stop using fancy words. You ever want to get elected? <laughs> Stop using these fancy words. Microaggression? Micro, micro, okay? That's what talk, they say. They talk like me. Thank talk you. Thank neighborhood. you, John. I was <laughs> trying to figure out. It's what an aggression. The, How what about the that? hell he was talking about, <laughs> microaggression? No, that's what the lefties call it these days, though, Curtis. That's what they call it in the college campuses. If you look the wrong way at somebody and say, after they say something, they call it a well, microaggression. Let me, let me put nuts. your boots on the it's ground, crazy. John. 86 in Lexington. Joan Hamburg lives right there. She told me the other day she will not go out at night. Oh. It's too dangerous. That's an area that had never had that problem. It problems. is too dangerous to go out at night. You know, you walk around in the dark. You never know what's going to happen. Well, over on 3rd Avenue, they have the big movie theater. Nancy brought this to my attention last night. They have seven theaters, right? It's a multiplex. Rats and mice running across the feet of the people paying extraordinary amounts of money to on go see a movie. On 86? Right there, 386. Yeah. And they went, they complained to the staff, and the staff said, not my job. Really? Not my job. And then they have in the lobby, as people are lining up to pay outrageous prices to go see movies, people selling all kinds of tchotchkes and trinkets. Like you are on a subway car when people come up, a lot of the illegal aliens now sell you all the things that your doctor and dentist told you you shouldn't have. All these sugary sweets, chips, drinks, Hawaiian punch. I saw a woman selling Hawaiian punch the other day. I said, where'd you get Hawaiian punch? I didn't even think they made it anymore. <laughs> that was my home movie theater. And she That's couldn't understand. Growing up. She couldn't understand what the hell I was talking about because she doesn't speak English. This is out of control, John. Yeah, and by the way, the foods we eat, it goes back to the 1950s. You know, all the large companies. And I'm in the supermarket business. I sold this stuff. Guilty, guilty, guilty. You know, all the chemicals they put in these foods. All these, all, 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 all you know, uh, white bread. White bread is the most unhealthy bread. Unhealthy bread. But I remember those commercials. Wonder helps build bodies, uh, what, eight ways? That's right, Wonder Bread. That's right, Wonder Bread. Then Silver Cup. Let's not forget Silver Cup. You had to have two slices (laughs) of Silver Cup. And then, you know, you were raided when you went to public school with your sandwich. They were killing our kids with cereals with all sugar. Uh, Frosted Flakes with double, double sugar. I mean, they were killing our kids. Don't you remember? Sugar Forested Flakes. They're great. Battle Creek, Michigan. Tony the Tiger. Yeah, I mean, hey, our education system is going downhill. Uh, The the foods that we're feeding us, I I hope people are starting to eat healthier these days. 
uh, are drugs. They're turning our kids into drug addicts. Yeah. And, and, and it's not, hey, it's not cool. It's not cool not to, to smoke marijuana. Give me a break. And you know what happens to 12-year-olds, to 22-year-olds that, that smoke marijuana? Their intelligence quotient, IQ, yeah. goes down 15%. Well, John, here in the city, we have 2,000. I know you've been saying like 1,200, 1,500 illegal pot shops. There are 2,000. Many of them open 24 hours a day. It's the only thing open 24 hours a day in some neighborhoods. They have the green leaf, you know, a neon light. They don't card anybody. So if you're a kid and you're going in there, they don't check your ID. Anybody can come in, buy the marijuana products and the ancillary products, and imagine we tell the police you can't padlock these illegal marijuana stores. We have to do it through the state and the sheriff's department. Bureaucracy, What about 12 sheriffs? Yeah, that's it. And by the way, they're not enforcement agents. They're revenue agents. They're there to collect taxes. And, John, adding this on top they're of the there fact to that... to glom the stuff. Yes. Yeah. yes. But, and you think about it, too, right? It's not just a matter of the IQ going down. But it really is, if you look at the statistics, a gateway drug for those that are younger. If you're under 18 and you end up smoking, you're twice as likely as somebody who didn't to use a harder drug. If you're under 15, you're three times as likely to use a harder drug. So it really is so, so terrible for our young kids. They are dumbing down America. They're, they're drugging our kids. Our education system is going downhill. We're number 56 in the world in education. Yeah. Well, when we come back, though, John, since you've identified yourself, rightfully so, as the supermarket mogul, I just want one question answered as we welcome in 2024. What happened to the Oreo cookies? It used to be stuffed in the middle. And now I'm it's like... You, I will tell you what happened two, after we come back. Two yes. chocolate wafers together. What happened to the cream in the Oreos, John? 50% down. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, John Cacciamatita is going to break it down, all you Oreo lovers. Why, when you buy Oreos now, you open it up, you screw it open and say, what happened to all the cream in the middle right here on WABC? Oi. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? 77 WABC. Oh. As we welcome in the new year, 2024, John and Margo were here last night with Dominic Carter and myself when the ball dropped. Uh, again, before we talk about... And we had a countdown. That's true. What what the hell happened to our Oreos? Before we get into that, John, with you, uh, again, people were calling up from all over, uh, really praising John and Margo. last year, last year, Chris, yes. we were getting calls from Seattle. Yeah. We were getting calls from Nashville. Well, we were getting calls from California. You know why? Why? Well, because, remember, when you guys came last year, Nancy and I were in, we were already doing Theater of the Mind, uh, which appeals to an international audience. You know, we weren't talking live and local. So these people were already listening from around the world. So when you, Margo, and Rita joined us after uh, attending a few parties to welcome in the new year, we did the countdown. Yeah. John and Margo took phone calls from all over the world because that's how you got to set it up. 
It's like the difference between doing radio before midnight and doing radio after midnight. It's it's an art. Yeah. That's why I've set up the boot camp. You know, we've we've re-enrolled Frank Morano in the boot camp. At one point, (laughs) he was way ahead of everybody in the ratings. He's now come back to normalcy. So he's under remedial training. i got to smack him into effect. You're doing great. As a new Jack Andrew, my wife, Nancy, has joined that. She wants to join the bench here at WABC. Yeah. We need more talk show hosts and hostesses, Dominic Carter, Anthony Weenham. But that's the difference, John. You really got to set the plate up so that you're encouraging people from all over the world to call. And it's got to be done earlier. Yeah. Earlier. It's, it's fascinating thinking about this, right? I mean, there's really like you could be a method actor or you could have like all different types of you know, you're not just cast into one role, basically. And Curtis, what you're able to do here at WABC, your Rip and Read is very different from your overnights and how you actually set that up. You mentioned live and local versus theater of the mind, and I'm sure very few people actually can actually make that switch in no well, way. When do once I want to switch to that? And that? Once you get that first overseas call, like I remember getting it before John, Margo, and Rita arrived last year to do exactly what they did last night, which is to talk to all of our listeners I had a call from Buenos Aires in Argentina. The ball had already dropped. Yep. Then another guy from Melbourne, Australia. You see, once they start hearing you taking calls from all over the world, it's infectious because once the sun goes down, this is the largest radio station globally. One of the most powerful radio stations uh, uh, in the country. I mean, we're broadcasting out of the, the, the capital of the world, New York City, and uh, we're, we're, our signal goes to northern um, uh, Europe, all the way down to Davy Jones's Lockies. Right, between Bermuda and Bahamas, where the number one DJ of all time, and thank you for bringing him back on board, Cousin Brucey, actually began his radio career in Bermuda. He couldn't really? get a job in the United States. I didn't know that. He began in Bermuda, huh? Bermuda. He had gone to Madison High School, but he went to Brooklyn Tech. They had the radio club. Yes. Now we had our own radio station at Brooklyn Tech. Right. So he went there after school to perfect that. Then at NYU, he helped start the radio station. He still couldn't get a job. He sent his tapes, his resume. Imagine, the greatest DJ in in our lifetime, right? And he got a job in Bermuda. And then people in Florida said, hey, this guy's pretty damn good. They brought him to Florida and came back to New York, and now you know the rest of the story. Yeah, so that was when they used to go up 95. Now it's coming. Now they're going down 95. They're going the other way. Yep. Oh, man. So please tell us the enigma of why when I go to buy Oreos now, there's like no cream in the middle. Oh, it, it all started. It all started uh, years and years ago. I think uh, – uh, uh, was Nabisco once owned by R.J. Reynolds? See, I even forget. You know, but all these hedge funds, all these hedge funds, bought all these companies, and and they put so much debt on them, and they to to pay the interest, to pay the interest, they had to get more efficient. They got they had to make an extra two pennies here and an extra two pennies here, and they downsized the products. They, 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 and that's one of the biggest uh, uh, problems when these hedge funds took over these companies. They destroyed some of these companies. I'll tell you, after nine, after the nine o'clock hour, the difference between R.J. Reynolds and uh, uh, and uh, Philip Morris and uh, and Procter and Gamble, and, and the biggies. Procter and Gamble. 
Oh, yeah, the coupons. Yeah. Coupons. Coupons. Remember, the the women would wait for the newspaper for me to deliver the daily news. Had to be 4.30 in the morning on coupons day. They already were there with the scissors. If the newspaper was late, they would cancel their subscription. And how they would come in the coupon queens, and I mean shop till they dropped with all coupons from the newspapers or from Procter & Gamble and the other companies who would send them coupons in the mail. I'm sure that made your life very difficult back then in the supermarket business. Coupons, coupons, coupons. A lot of people went to jail. Exactly. Okay. I'll explain some of that when we come back. Look, you're going to learn more things. Yes, John Katzmatidis is in the house to welcome in the new year when Andrew Giuliani will take it at 12. And then I'll be back with you in the rip and read from 12 to 1. It's all live and local here at WABC. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.